It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Walking about. Now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin' Reed. When you're a jet, you're a jet. All your first cigarette to your last dying day. When you're a jet, let them do what they can. You've got brothers around. You're a family man. You're never alone. You're never disconnected. You're home with your own. Companies expected, your wealth protected. Then you are set with the capital J, which you'll never forget till they cart you away. When you're a jet, you stay a jet. When you're a jet, you're a top cat in town. You're a gold medal kid with a heavyweight crown. Ah, uh, sharks and jets right out of West Side Story. Gangs battling away on the old San Juan Hill that was bulldozed away by Robert Moses, the, the uh, mega builder, who then made way for Lincoln Center. But back then you had white ethnic gangs battling the newly arrived Puerto Ricanos, American by birth, and the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, and they had all kinds of battles. Great musical on Broadway, great movie, and the music provided by Leonard Bernstein, and you see they've got the movie about Leonard Bernstein uh, right now available to all, which... Uh, one day we'll go into that character because you talk about somebody who was freaky deaky in so many ways, but obviously a genius in terms of what he did. That was Leonard Bernstein. But let's get right down to it. Why are we playing Jets and Sharks from West Side Story? Because we now know what I've been saying regularly, uh, Nancy. Nancy, who once again, for the big deep dive on the Rip and Read, will join me every Tuesday and Thursday. We now know there are active gangs operating amongst the illegal aliens who are in some of the migrant shelters. Especially the one on Randall's Island, where it has been reported that there are three cliques. The Venezuelans, the North Africans from the sub-Saharan countries of Mauritania, Mali, Senegal, the Sudan, and Chad, and the Haitians, and that they're going at it with one another. Uh, a Venezuelan was killed by three other Venezuelans in a dispute on the chow line in the cafeteria, the free food we give them every day, because apparently one Venezuelan was flirting with another Venezuelan's girlfriend and was a scene right out of West Side Story. So this is what Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, Nancy, had to say at his press conference yesterday. And by the way, I want to, I want to thank Nancy because 
you had to sit through how long of a press conference it was? Uh, it's usually about a little over an hour. So you had a lot of nonsense, and I appreciate the fact that you gave us the prime cuts. In addition to the metal detectors, uh, the New York City uh, Police Department and our team, uh, we're going to utilize visual technology. We're going to put cameras in many of the sites and locations. And uh, due to the quick response of the security team that's there, and NYPD, we were able to make at least one apprehension. One person is in custody. And as uh, Commissioner Esco stated, the still an investigation. But it's horrific, you know, to have someone come here to pursue the American dream and see it turn into a nightmare uh, to lose a life. It's, it's really unfortunate that we, this, we lost this young man. And we're going to continue to find those who are responsible. And they arrested two others today, two other Venezuelans. Want to bet? That they won't be deported by ICE? Want to bet? Because ICE will not be contacted because of the restriction imposed upon the city of New York's law enforcement and criminal justice system and the state of New York by both the governor and the mayor not to deal with ICE. Now, he said they're going to put metal detectors in. Nancy, regular shelters for Americans, our own homeless, some of them veterans, MICA shelters are for the emotionally disturbed. Can you give an idea of all the things that they have in place at these regular shelters? Well, they have um, hours of operation. So basically there's a curfew. Uh, You know, you'd have to be in by 10 p.m. And you'd have to be up and sort of out around 7 a.m., maybe like 8 a.m. And then, you know, there's also for security purposes, you would have metal detectors and wands. And these would be things where you can check for, you know, any sort of weapons uh, you know, room searches potentially while the people are out just to make sure that they are complying. And, you know, <clears throat> general standards of care, like um, in terms of how you're acting when you're not within the facility itself. So, you know, like you still have to be not doing bad things when you're outside of the place and then just coming back. Yeah, and they got signage all over the place. You walk into a normal shelter. Apparently, Eric Adams does not visit the shelters that we spend millions and millions and millions of dollars to fund because he's too busy going to the Club Zero Bond till the break of dawn downtown or con a sofrito up in the Bronx. So now all of a sudden he's focused on security at all these migrant camps that have been set up, over 200 throughout the five boroughs of the city of New York. And he promises he's, he's all about getting this together. I had a meeting this weekend uh, with our entire team uh, where we're doing a complete analysis of uh, the security, um, uh, beefing up our training, uh, better coordination. We put, in a, we put in place a few mobilization concepts so that we could shift uh, manpower when it's needed. We broke down our locations into a color-coded scheme, uh, red, green, yellow, <laughs> uh, green being that everything is stabilized. Red is where we may have some issues, and yellow is, is you know, sort of wavering. Wavering? This reminds me of when the uh, Homeland Security Czar, appointed by uh, Bush 43 at the time, Tom Ridge, the governor of Pennsylvania, remember had the color coordinations, like what kind of a threat assessment from al-Qaeda or terrorists there were? Mm-hmm. These are freaking encampments. You control it from the inside. You control it from the outside. How ridiculous. Color coordinate. Oh, today we're yellow. Today the tent is red. 
I mean, and, and notice how it doesn't convey any information in terms of identifying which places are, you know, s- sort of having these issues or which ones are stabilized or even what they do once they had this information. So now he's actually going to impose rules and regulations of our regular shelter system on all the illegal aliens. Like signage. Wait till you hear the signs that he plans on putting up. We're going to be having a coordinated meeting with all of the security uh, personnel to bring them all together. Uh, we're putting signs at our location that's going to state the uh, code of conduct. Conduct. Uh, we're bringing clarity to the whole process. Uh, signs. So let's face it. The Venezuelans, they speak Spanish. They don't understand English. The Haitians, they speak Creole. They understand a little bit of French. The guys from North Africa, they speak Arabic and French. So now we're going to have to have signs up. Naturally, you got to have some signs in English. English, Spanish, French, Arabic, Creole. Five signs to indicate you don't bring drugs or alcohol in. You will be searched and understand don't go out into the neighborhoods, surrounding neighborhoods, and cause a problem. Well, and also because it, it relates to the code of conduct, right? And this was sort of precipitated by the stabbing. So presumably within the code of conduct is, you know, don't stab people, don't injure people, things of that nature. And Adams is in love with signs. He, he thinks for some reason they're going to really change people's behavior, like his attempt to uh, you know stop people from using the guns. That's why he has the signs up in Times Square. You know, don't bring – this is a gun-free zone. So he's he's got a thing for signs. I got to tell you, so many people who are visitors here when I'm in that area say, wow, you must really have a lot of gun problems in the area. So you're trying to make people mm-hmm. feel comfortable in being in Times Square. And they see these big signs, you know, with a gun and a cross through it. Don't bring guns here. So people stop me and they say, Curtis, you really have a lot of shootings here, a lot of guns. Maybe we should avoid the area. It has exactly the opposite effect because anybody who's a gunslinger illegally is not going to, oh, I can't bring my gun here. So a thug is going to continue to carry their gun. But a law-abiding person who can carry their gun is going to have to say, well, we can't go into Times Square today. I'm going to have to avoid this area. So now, one less person in a restaurant, one less person going to the theater or off It is complete nonsense. Complete nonsense. Now, let's look at this security company. We're going to have to do the deep dive eventually on Arrow Security. They have all the contracts. In almost every migrant shelter that I go to, it's Arrow Security, Arrow Security. And they say, well, wait a second. Why would you just have one security firm contracted? Why wouldn't you give it out to a few different security firms? 